You're listening to Call to Homeschool, episode number 239. Short and simple, go with the flow. Are you feeling the call to homeschool and you're not sure what to do? Or maybe you are already homeschooling and it doesn't look like what you hoped it would. My name is Megan Thomas and I'm a certified life coach, a mother of seven, and a homeschool pro with more than a decade of experience. I can show anyone how to create success in their homeschool, and I'd love to show you how. Are you ready? Hello, how are you today? I'm excited to be here. It is December. I know maybe uh, you might feel like you have a lot of things going on. Maybe you do have a lot of things going on. So I thought it would be perfect timing to do just do a short and sweet podcast episode. Just a quick tip. So what I wanted to talk to you about today was going with the flow, going with the flow of your home, going with the flow of your children, and really understanding your kids so that you can do those things, right? So as you build that connection with your kid, you'll be able to read their cues, be able to uh, read their body language when they're kind of done, or if they're wanting more, all those types of things. So when you understand their body language, when you understand their cues, you will know when to cut a lesson short or when to make a lesson longer, or when to go on tangents of lessons, right? Say you're doing a lesson on bugs, and all of a sudden, a kid is like, caterpillars, those are amazing. Can you believe monarchs do this huge, long trek? And it's like, hey, let's throw geography into the mix. Let's go watch a YouTube video. Let's Google it. Let's go watch where butterflies go. And let's look up some of the destinations. Let's go on this really fun tangent, because I'm going to go with the flow of my kids. So the reason I was thinking about this is, Um, a lot of the times I'm just homeschooling my two boys, right? So a lot of boy heavy, I mean, I have five sons and so we usually are are more boy focused, but I still want to teach them the arts, right? So this winter, um, part of my Christmas curriculum is Tchaikovsky has been our composer, right? And the Nutcracker. And so I thought, I still want to expose my kids to that. For my boys, it doesn't mean I'm going to take them to the Nutcracker because tried that before. It did not end well, but I did take my daughter. So um, she and I went and saw a Nutcracker ballet. Her friend was in it. So we had a good time with that. Um, But I still wanted to expose my boys to it. So I'm not going to go make them watch the full version live or on YouTube or anything like that. So what we did is we read a fun book about Tchaikovsky. And then we read the story of the Nutcracker and a lot of illustrations and they were drawing and just enjoying it. And then we got out Spotify and we were listening to some of the music and some of the fun and exciting parts with it. So then I went over to YouTube and we did the top, how was worded, like the highlights, 10 highlights of the Nutcracker. So it basically took the Nutcracker and put it into five, 10 minutes of like, here are the, here are the beautiful dancing highlights of the Nutcracker. So then what I was thinking is my boys were there. These, my boys are diehard sports fans, right? So the athleticism in these dancers is insane. So when it's the girls, right, it's softer. I mean, they are still incredibly athletic and beautiful dancers. But I thought, wouldn't it be fun to show them male ballet dancers? So then we did a YouTube search of um, 10 best men ballet performances, something like that. And these men came out and my boys were blown away by their, by their athleticism. And so it took something that they love with just sports and athletics and all those types of things, and then just exposed them to a dance form of that, which then led us down because Tchaikovsky is Russian, that we looked up Russian dancing and we were watching that and the boys were trying to do the moves and it was so much fun. And we spent all this time having so much fun and exposing them to the art in a way that flowed with them. 
So if you have kids who really love stuff like that, um, maybe they can watch the whole thing. One of the things we used to do when we would study an opera is we'd watch bits and pieces of it. And then I would just go turn on the opera just on YouTube, on our TV. So while they were doing their independent work, the opera was just playing in the background. I'm just exposing them to it without making them sit there, watch it, write a paper about it, tell me all about it, but just getting them excited, the beauty of it, or even the the silliness of it, right? Um, some of the operas are odd or weird. And so even having them be exposed to the beautiful music, but then like getting curious, what is this storyline, which has caused us to read a lot of operas because they were like, I have to know what is going on here. So just as you learn to go with the flow, your homeschool gets to be more fun. So one of the reasons I was really hesitant to do a curriculum or anything like that is because I didn't want you to be tied down to something and then think, well, great, now this doesn't work either. It works if you make it work for you, right? Any curriculum can work if you make it work for you and you feel like you don't have to follow it exactly. So one of the very first language programs I used, I mean, 16 years ago, I don't even know if it exists anymore. And I was doing everything exactly the way she said to do it. And I hated every second of it, right? But if I can take something like the good and the beautiful language arts and I make it work for me, we skip so much stuff in there. We don't do any geography. Or we don't do a lot of the writing in there because they're doing writing somewhere else. So we totally make it work for us. So as you learn to go with the flow with your kids, this could be the math book. With my math book, we actually just do odds or just do evens because that works for my kids. So going with the flow of, of a curriculum of how do I make this work for me instead of trying to force your child to work for a curriculum, right? If you've planned a lesson and um, I was studying for some of our stuff for next month, the curriculum, and I was looking at the books. And I thought some of the kids could sit through this and I could read these really cute little picture books, but I thought sometimes they can't. So I need to kind of maybe be familiar with the story so I could go with the flow and just tell the story instead of making them sit and read with it. So I want to challenge you as you really get to know your kids and really learn to connect with them and read their cues of when they're done and when they're ready for more. And it will make homeschool so much more fun because you're not always fighting with them. You're not pushing, you're not forcing, you're not doing all of these things. And it just has that beautiful rhythm, that beautiful movement through your day because you can just go with the mood of your home. Okay, friends, I hope you're doing well. Have an amazing December and I will talk to you next week. Hello, friend. If you enjoy this podcast, I know you are going to love my curriculum. Each month, you will receive 16 lesson plans that cover habits, the arts, science, history, and so much more. Head on over to www.coachmegthomas.com and click on shop at the top of my site, or you can check it out in my Instagram bio. Have a great one.